Hello, welcome back to Solomon's Temple. We're picking up where we left off from the 12 zodiac signs, and we're just going to go into the heavenly bodies, or which is just a fancy way of saying I'm going to talk about the planets and how they correspond with the zodiac signs. So we'll just go, well, we'll just start with the sun, I guess. Every Everything revolves around the sun. Sun is your burning bright, steady fire, fixed fire. It's It's Leo. You know, that is the, that is like the vitality, the energy of being. And Leo is so fantastic. How could you not worship the sun, right? How could it not all be about the sun? And then you you move out, you have Mercury. Mercury is fast. It it's uh it's called Quicksilver. It has to do with communication like the Quicksilver Messenger Service. I don't know if you've heard of that band. But Mercury is about communication and it's fast. It's using the mind mental dexterity and it rules Gemini and it rules Virgo. Gemini is very mentally dexterous. It's a dual sign. It could go from one aspect to another and back and in between. It could move around pretty well, but it could also destabilize itself because it's easily influenceable. You can give them all sorts of information and they could just run with it and they'll be like, that sounds good. But it come come to find out that it's not the stable position. It's not reliable. It's not good knowledge. Or you just say no because it's easy to. Rather than doing something else, it's easy to be suggestible. Rather than go with a common occurrence that might be correct morally, ethically, or possibly just you visualize what you are saying to some people, then turning around and saying the opposite thing to other people. Like you'll tell people to do one thing and then you'll you'll turn around and do it to the next person. So it, there's like a hypocritical aspect. It can be too flexible sometimes and quite bothersome, but also very well equipped to understand situations. Geminis are pretty good comedians. They're very funny because they understand the funniness of people's reasoning and, and, and mental capacity and, and understands viewpoints very well. And it's also Virgo in the sense of analysis, like really breaking things down into lots and lots of bits, following it logically, supposing all different kinds of aspects and, and logically deducing, very master mindful. But it could also be just being able to move your your sense of vision around or your sense of environment and change them a lot and, and have the aesthetic make sense to mentally be creative or inspired or being highly associative and associating things together in some way to create some sort of aesthetic judgment, which can go wrong for sure. Fashion, fascism, you see the connection there. It's not always the best. Next is Venus, and Venus rules Taurus and Libra. I don't know if it co-rules Taurus, but I know it rules Libra. Libra is the harmonizer. Good relationships, relationships rapport, a harmony. There needs to be a harmonization. And everything in relationship in nature rapports a harmony in general. And Libra is the scales and balancing everything out. If there isn't balance, things go wrong, like almost always. Or if things just aren't settled or like under control, you you need to be able to like balance things out. Um, uh, yeah, Venus is sort of also wherever you place your Venus planet is like how you are and how you love. It's sort of like how you love what style you tend to love. Uh, my Venus is in Scorpio, so I tend to love sort of like a Scorpio. I tend to go, once I find someone I love, I tend to not hold back and I pour all my heart out and my emotions and go all in, sort of all or nothing. You know, it's like, if you can't match me here, 
you need to change that so you do and a lot of people can't take that kind of pressure unfortunately and then they end up hurting me really bad after a long after a long term connection and a deep connection not a lackadaisical one or selfish one one fully invested in the individual and in that not necessarily a balance but who wouldn't like being loved intensely being treated very well having someone around that's just not going to let you go that you could be sure of but venus is is also taurus and it, it's sort of like the mother nature like the the beautiful the beautiful and everything's right as rain and things are coexisting and everything and so that's kind of how how venus does its thing so we move out to mars mars rules aries mars is ac activity it's male energy it's like ener energetic motion being in motion producing being active that's why men are great at sports let's just call it what it is folks men are better at sports generally and it's sort of the uh yeah that that fiery like driven mm, like lift that like get to point a to point b be able to manage this that and the other thing uh, you know carry heavy things and, and and labor and so forth also be able to attack something be able to defend something be physical just kind of a physical property in general you know musculature just physicality but also to be to be ruled within that energy comes a sort of uh, a need to sort of improve or keep acting and practicing and, and mastering in a sense and then capricorn is sort of mars exalted how do we act in sorts of way that are able to better control and account for things that might go wrong through experience so it's like action involved on a higher level or action in its more exalted form being able to act upon other actors and so forth there's more a uh, dynamic with the capricorn energy in it so then we move out to earth and there is nothing for earth i don't know we're just here on earth so we get to mess around with all the geology on earth and um, you could probably hold lots of stones and it'll do different things to your aura and maybe um, move your vibration in a certain way kind of change your frequency i know when you hold rocks they kind of do like change you it's really hard to explain i have some selenite and another stone i hold i don't know what it's called and then i have copper and citrine and lapis lazuli and quartzite fluoride Fluoride actually like makes me think with mental clarity. It actually feels really good when I hold fluoride. The Earth's mineralogy is just very vast. The conditions in which they form are very vast. Um, I almost want to get a mineralogy book and just browse just not only at the, the beauty of it, but just look at sort of an explanation and conditions of how they're formed and stuff. I take interest in that. I like geology. But anyways, uh, after Mars and Earth, I think Mars comes after Earth, but at any rate, doesn't matter. Now, the moon is not a planet, but the moon is very important in your astrological chart. I think it's the uh, second most powerful energy you have among you, within you, around you, besides your sun sign. So wherever your moon is, is typically how you feel. It's the mother moon. It's ruled by cancer. So it's typically how you feel when you're comfortable and protected and in your room. How you reflect on things that are exuded on you. Where people take for granted, you sort of don't take for granted certain aspects of something. You reflect on it in your room, and there you are. You're that sign, usually. My moon sign's in Aquarius, and I tend to reflect and get rather angry at people, and I'm a problem solver. I sit back and I sort of... It kind of makes me a little emotionless. Like, I don't know if you notice in my voice, yes, I'm on a mic. 
and it's digitized, but I sound somewhat robotic sometimes without, without like emotion. And yeah, and I have dried out on emotion and it could be kind of depressing actually to, to go through the things I go through. Like I'll lose track of my emotions and I'll sort of get like down. I'll just feel down because I'm not expressing myself and it's good to, to cry and it's good to feel things for sure. So if you get like too objective, that's good because you're a solid problem solver and you could be really mature in certain situations um, and really, you know, unite people and, and be a solid, stable head uh, to think things through um, and problem solve. But in the end, like wherever your moon is, it's typically how you feel when you're alone, reflecting on things. And it's also the personality you sort of become more attached to and in control of it it dominates your personality a little more than your sun sign because it becomes less about you and more and you more embody the things you've learned from your moon and solitude and i think it's less about you so you become less of your sun and more of your moon so i'll i'll become more like an aquarius as i get older and i'll become less like my rising sign which is virgo and I'll also tend to base my life or, or base my activity or interest around Capricorn because that's my ascendant. So earlier I was very emotional and I was very emotionally based in the way I was when I was young. But then I'm sort of gaining like a harder shell, more of a Teflon build and sort of figuring out how to just not be phased and be under control under any circumstance and just be a little more tough-minded uh, and a little more um, hard lesson based when you know as I get older so it's more like cancer when I was young and then I cried all those tears and then I got a hard shell and I'm becoming more like Capricorn as the years progress and then I'll probably shift more into my moon phase as I get older and become more like my moon like an Aquarius but yeah that's sort of how you express and handle your emotions how you think and how you are when you're protected in solitude alone. And also Pisces is sort of related to the moon. The moon card in tarot is like secrets or things kept, you know, under wraps, you know, feelings not being expressed and so forth. Or just sort of like an intuition, like a an internal feeling you're sharing in your environment. Now I'm tripping about like which planets come next. I want to say Saturn. Yeah, Saturn rules Capricorn and co is co-ruled by Aquarius. Aquarius uh, and Capricorn have sort of a a knowledge about the consequences and things. Aquarius more about the overall ramifications. Like you could think of an Aquarian as like a person minded in the environment and global warming and, and even political action and, and stuff like this. Um, but also like Capricorn would just be like your immediate messing up like in your life. And with your attitudes and with the, the things and habits you formed, maybe the friends you've been around, maybe the choices you've made, and maybe just the way you are. You're just finally finding out that the way you have been for quite some time is wrong. After 40 years, you know, it could be that it could be that long or whatever. Saturn comes to meet you and teaches you all throughout your life. It's like the hard teacher, hard lessons, karma. And just like if you are negligible in your immediate environment, something bad can happen, you know. Or whatever, just different, you know, it's very uh, individual, more individualized and, and technical, but also kind of like a, a blind karmic wheel, like shit happens, you know, like does uh, Neptune or Uranus, whatever one comes first, Uranus, we'll go with that. So your anus comes first. 
and that rules Aquarius. And it co-rules, I want to say, maybe Taurus? I'm not sure. But Uranus is, is a bit like, it provides sort of a, a rebellious sort of overall ideals. Like, what are your overall ideals? What do you fancy in people? What do you fancy overall? What is your belief systems like? What is your overallness? And, and what what would it be like what is your kind of like your your inner and outer web like like what would you change about your inner web so that your outer web would change or it's easier to change your outer web easier to sort of pick apart the outer web rather than the core and uranus is sort of like those core structures that's kind of how i view it like if you've seen the quine episode it's like those core structures in your mind and when you mess with those, those are your overall ideals, and it could change a lot about you. So Aquarius is like those core ideals. Um, I guess you could maybe uh, funnel that into Taurus energy. Like, I'm, I'm not sure, because <laughs> Taurus are very, like, grounded in what the society believes or whatever. But then Aquarius is just like, what do you believe culturally, socially, politically, religiously, phenomenologically, philosophically? What do you believe at all? Like, what do you, you know? sort of thing which is cool Sagittarians really like to explore that Neptune rules Pisces and Neptune is sort of like a psychic subconscious or like other conscionable sort of processes that go on and your uh, emotional uh, feelings towards things your, your senses and so forth I don't really know how to explain Neptune too much but just in that it's 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 also sort of a, a belief system thing but it's more of a sense situ it's more of a situational sense as well sort of this far off sense but you you know you can trust it almost you know you can believe it and pluto um i, I think it co-ruled co-ruled with uh, mars like with aries is ruling mars and uh, scorpio would co-rule mars uh, and it's ruled by Pluto. It's sort of like secrets, um, way far out subconscious things, the occult and so forth. And it's also uh, cold. It's fixed water. So you'd imagine it's like ice. And Pluto is very icy. Far out there and icy and mysterious. Pluto, is it a planet? Okay, it doesn't meet the criteria of planet by a couple of measures. Whatever. It's just this flying ice ball made of stuff orbiting the Earth. Looks a lot like a planet. Let's just call it a planet at the end. Um... And I don't know what, it, what 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 Pluto would co-rule. I'm not really sure. I wouldn't say it's Leo. Doesn't it wouldn't make sense because that's a burning sun. They would melt Pluto. So no, I'm gonna go no with that. And then there's some like asteroids and stuff that you could pay attention to. There's like the rune. All I know is really about the wounded healer uh, Chiron. Chiron is you know it's kind of hard to explain. My Chiron is in Leo. And the Chiron just transited from like Pisces to Aries or like Taurus to Aries or something. I don't know which way it's moving, but it transited. And I remember the night it did transit, I was sitting at a bar and someone had a this this breakup and, and it initially just happened. And, and we were sort of like, you know, like just trust that everything in the future is going to be better and it's going to be for you. You have to believe that this is happening for your best interests. You have to believe that. Just trying to instill in, in, in our experience going through stuff like that, you know, and just relating to each other and sort of purifying ourselves and how to put these types of situations into perspective and be able to work with them and move through them more effectively. So I don't know. I can't remember what it means to have uh, Chiron and Leo. 
I know when you have the planets, each of these planets uh, will be in a different sign in your chart. And when they're not in the sign in which they're ruling, they behave differently as themselves. Like if it's in the, the uh, if, if the planet is within the, the sign in which it's ruling, then you're able to gain all the major aspects and force of what that planet is and have it happen on a vital level, like on the level that it's supposed to be at. Like it's identifying with itself. It's like being itself. So it's being what it's supposed to be readily and effectively. And then when they go into different signs, sometimes they could become debilitative or it'll be in the sign of its fall where it just totally tanks and it does it just behaves in ways that just ruins what it's supposed to be doing or it's just being detrimental in a sense like it acts out in ways that could like harm others or you know it's exalted it's like it's going to behave well there it does well there and like when you move like a, a planet like if you think about mercury it's like okay i'm going to put mercury in let's just say sagittarius in, in my sign where i where i have it I'm, I'm putting my mind and mental effort in more into a space that's expansive. So it kind of takes the, like the expanse and zeroes it down a little bit, but it kind of helps the expanse. Cause then I, I sit there picking at a lot about what the expanse is. So I just move my mind over and around the expanse and I collect all its pieces to verify how much of it like is understood. And how much of the picture actually makes sense when I'm looking at it. So I could reform my picture in terms of the details. So I could zoom into details, kind of go out and move my mind around enough to when I pan out, I could, I could change my mind in light of other details. And that's kind of induction. So it makes me rather smart, but also like, like my, I, it's also like you can become very destructive with your mind. Like you could hastily jump into an interpretation and just totally destroy someone or get into verbal fights and stuff and it just behaves differently when you're in different signs or whatever like if mercury is in gemini you'd just be like an, an instant like mental acrobat and genius you know overall i didn't explain jupiter but jupiter rules sagittarius it's it's, it's about expansion and it's also about intelligence it's this overall overallness like over and above like the hermeneutic authority like the authors that's why sagittarius is termed like the storytellers or whatever because they're like authors they they tell you the overall parable the overall fable they they can explain the the overall existence of whatever it is that's being discussed as a professor to profess or have an authority on something so it's like higher education as well and jupiter's jovial and happy it, it wants to find op optimal you know the optimal things in life greener grass it's optimistic it's trying to stay positive and look at things in a uh, brighter way you take the qualities of all these planets and and put them in the characteristics of the sign that they're in it'll take that sign and whatever it's involved with and whatever it tends to do or whatever it engages with or whatever the kind of energy that it is and that planet will start being with that sign it'll it will take whatever energy is within that sign and what it is and and the a different planet placed within these different signs it will take the character quality of the sign and 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 run with it but it will be in light of how the planetary energy corresponds with the energy of the sign 
So if Uranus was in Taurus, it would be that your core belief, your universal sense, your ideals, and it would be, okay, what's the ideal behind money? Because money structures the society, and Taurus is like the stability of an economy. Like that's one thing you want to keep stable or the structure of the society, the way in which it's functioning and and the infrastructure therein, sort of like the system. Like, do we want to change ideals and things about the system? What would you do? Or what, you know, what is the, the nature of employment to employee, you know, sort of thing? And you could also go Capricorn, like, okay, like, what is the consequence of changing anything at all? You know, Capricorn could be rather conservative, like, how do we change the mode of transmitting things hierarchically or, or changing any ordering of anything or what would be the consequences of this changing our ideals and, and so forth. And you could just place these planets within each respective sign and you take the energy of the planet and it acts as itself but with a spin of where that energy tends to be within the sign. You could relate it to anything in that sign too. It'll sort of just relate to it in a myriad amount of ways however it wants to act or however it tends to act and then it goes for every other planet that acts in any other sign that has a typical a typical uh, a behavior so then when they're all arranged in certain ways you'll get a various amount of behaviors and you'll get this progression of behavior and the, these cycles that move through each of the signs and they'll recur and Things recur and history repeats itself because everything's cycling and and there's all different kinds of people that are alive that have different planets and different placements that exude different energies and all and, and none of these things really go anywhere they just get recycled and you find them again and you encounter them and just an embodied form somewhere else you know and it's transmitted and, and everything so everything is energy and if you think about it like if you are skeptical about this kind of stuff it's like how I don't know how you can be. Um, everything spatially relates to everything else and everything has a vibration and things are are vibrating and putting out their presence like and we have a presence and and we can feel things from a distance and it would certainly make sense that since we're being pulled heavily towards this huge fireball of an object with other huge objects getting pulled around towards the same thing we're being pulled to why wouldn't there be some resonance for that pull why why wouldn't that be exuding itself upon the fabric of space as we exist within it i mean why why not you know yeah everything exists spatially and we're all uh, intertwined in it so yeah and that's sort of uh, if you're not if you're new to astrology that's kind of how that works so but yeah there's there's a lot more activity and information that goes into what the planets are about and and how the signs sort of correspond with how these planets are but that's what I have for you. And, and it'd be good to know ex exactly what your reading is when you have a planet within a certain sign. Because that will sort of describe what your capacities are and what you do naturally and, 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 how, and how comfortable you are within that energy. And it'll sort of also show you where, where you're going to be or what you can focus on. It'll show you where your talents are. And, and to just pay attention to that relationship and understand like what exactly you're into and to be true to yourself in that way and you could also cut to the chase and be like yeah you know I, this is who I am and it would certainly cut you a lot of slack just being aware of what it is you, you are to be engaged with because it'll, it'll feel natural in that way 
And it's good to know where other people are, too, because it does explain a lot why people even act out the way they do. It, it, you know, it could, you could find it in the description. You could kind of just, uh, and you could see that in people. It'll really become manifest through their, through their placements, like on the money every time. And then I could go into the, the house placements as well, like in what house does your Mercury correspond? My Mercury is in Sagittarius in the third house of Gemini. So that, that's where that energy kind of takes place is within the Gemini field, communication and so forth. So yeah, yeah that's kind of how it is. And there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of different combinations that go here and it makes people unique and it makes everything, well, everything's turning and you are turning with it and you make everything turn in your locality, I suppose. It's pretty far out. It's good stuff. If you're not familiar with astrology, I recommend reading your birth chart at least. I think everyone in the world should know what their birth chart says. And that would be, I think, a real plus to humanity. Okay, thank you for tuning in again. That's the second episode in this occult series. I might do another one and, and go into uh, in depth. I might even read off my, my birth chart and sort of go into my own personality and tell you who I am. But within this, describe the process of planets within signs within houses and how this proceeds and, and how that manifests. And it would also kind of be a reflective note on my, uh, for myself, too. It would kind of help me a lot. But it would also give a sort of perspective on how personhood actually unfolds because it is energetic. It's, it's highly energetic, a lot of these things. And they're hidden, but they do explain it, and they are there. There is an explanation for all this. And we can find it within the manifestation of the soul, of the field of, of being which we can't see. That's where it all happens. Okay, I'll let you go with that and see you on the next one. Bye.